This episode of the Make Life Work podcast is supported by our friends at Archive. Do you have stacks of your kids' artwork piling up around your home like I do? Archive offers an easy and seamless solution for preserving and celebrating their creations. Just log on to archivebox.com and order your box, fill it with the artwork you'd like to save, and their talented team of professional photographers and designers will turn it into a stunning keepsake book or mosaic. Listeners of the Make Life Work podcast will receive $20 off their first order. Visit archivebox.com and use promo code MAKELIFEWORK at checkout. Hello and welcome to the Make Life Work podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Marconi, serial entrepreneur, single mom, and current founder and CEO of Vita, a co-working community in Portland, Oregon, designed to support modern life. For almost everyone I know, life is full. And for those of us who want to do it all, have a big career, raise a family, and achieve our most ambitious personal goals, oftentimes it can feel like there aren't enough hours in the day. I know firsthand the extreme joy, challenge, and chaos of building a business while raising a family. And I created the Make Life Work podcast to share experiences from my own journey, as well as talk with inspiring women who are also at this unique intersection of life. We'll take an inside look at the big projects they are undertaking and hear more about the schedules and strategies they use to create fulfilling personal, professional, and family lives. If you're an entrepreneur, leader, or executive, or if you're seeking inspiration and practical ideas for how to turn your big idea into reality while also building a life that works, this is the show for you. And now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Make Life Work podcast. My name is Melanie Marconi, your host today, and I'm super excited to have with me Amber Grubeman. She is the host of the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about her work and her business. Um, but we actually met when she came into tour here at Vita Coworking, and it just so happened that earlier that morning, I was looking into hiring a dating coach or a dating service. And so we love it when that Vita magic happens. Um, she's been just so nice to come back and talk to us more about it. So Amber, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So you are like a podcasting pro basically at this point, right? I would say so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it feels so professional and polished, your show. And you've been podcasting since 2018? Yes. And how did you come into it? I have benefited so much from other people's podcasts. And so I always dreamed of having my own. Mm -hmm. And I thought about my ideal client and the woman that I want to help. And I wrote a list of 20 of her pains or questions that she has. Wow. And so I started creating episodes for each pain point that she's experiencing and speaking to that and offering something helpful. And it just kind of snowballed and took off. So it's all organic. Um, and now there's like thousands of listeners who are benefiting from some of those um, tips that are helpful for dating. Yeah. Well, they're great episodes and really great content and very um, topics that I feel relate to everybody who's in the dating world, right? Mm -hmm. No matter if you are just starting out or, you know, kind of dating to really find like your person. Um, and so how long have you been working in this field? How long have you had your business and, and how did you come to it? I mark the start of the podcast as the start of the business. Okay. I was coaching for someone else's company for a few years before that. So about five years now. Wow. And is this like kind of your dream career? How did you know you yes. wanted to get into it? Yes. So I 
was always interested in coaching and I had been interested in dating coaching since I was actually in high school and a teenager. And <laughs> I was awesome. reading the books on my way to school, like, oh my gosh, this is how I'm going to get that guy in class. Totally. Um, so the interest was always there. And then through podcasts, I saw that some people were able to create a career out of that. And mm -hmm. that's why podcasts really changed my life mm -hmm. because nobody in my immediate circle was doing this, but I saw people somewhere in the world doing this. Right. So that led me to reaching out to a local psychologist and coach, asking if I could do an internship with him and then getting hired by him. And he was really supportive of me starting my business as well. Wow. That's so great. Kind of like in a mentor type role. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. And so tell us some of your favorite podcasts or books. Like what were you reading when you were like walking to, you know, in, in the hallways of high school and trying to like say the right yes. thing and do the like, what are some of your faves? Yeah. Well, it all started with Matthew Hussey. Okay. <laughs> tell me more. I don't Matthew know. Matthew Hussey has a book called get the guy. Okay. <laughs> we'll put so, it in the show notes. Yeah. He was the original dating coach that I was following and I still love his work so much. Um, so he was a huge influence for me. Okay. And then my mentor ended up being Dr. Aziz Ghazipura. He has some really amazing books around confidence, social anxiety, um, and like self-compassion as well. Hmm. So a combination of those two figures, they were huge influences for me. And then of course, like if you're into the personal development world, you read so many books. Right. There's so many good ones for yeah. sure. Um, and yeah, it does seem like your work and your practice and your podcast, it really does kind of um, balance both sides, which like bu building up your own personal confidence so that when you go out into the dating world that you are coming from a place of strength and authenticity, but then also providing all of these like tips and best practices for actually dating, which as we all know, those of us who have been in the dating world, it can be a real, you know, spectacle at yes, times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really um, interesting balance between the advice that's like, just be yourself. And you're like, I don't know how, what that means. Like right. I, I need more than that. Bullet like, points, please. Yeah. <laughs> so like the confidence aspect. And then on the other end of the spectrum, like game playing, text him this every four minutes and like overthinking everything. So finding a balance between who you are and being authentic and also some principles that actually guide the process and help you create a connection with people. Right. And you do this through personal coaching as well, right? So you're working with clients, like just those who are listening to the podcast, but also people who really need like handholding and like a deeper dive into how they can really show up in that way. Yes. So I have a program called From Dating to Exclusive. So what I always say is I help you get that plane off the ground. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah. then you can find another dating coach. Um, well, just those early stages. Also, like once you're in a relationship, when you're feeling anxious or some insecurities are being triggered. So just when that dating turbulence is happening, as I call it. Um, right. And so in the program, it's both group coaching and then one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. We have a chat where we're able to communicate. And then there's an online course that kind of gives you the structure for everything. Right. Which sounds you know, as someone who loves learning and reading and soaking up all the knowledge sounds so lovely just to like have all of the bits of information kind of at your fingertips as you need it. 
So in your work with your clients, does it matter how you work with them, like where they're at in their lives, you know, like in their dating lives? So somebody who's maybe in their early 20s and just kind of getting into the dating scene and realizing they're ready for that, you know, next step versus someone like me who's 40 and I have an eight-year-old daughter or, you know, maybe somebody who's recently divorced. Is it, is there a difference there in how dating works or is it basically all the same principles? Yeah. So the women in the group range from about their late twenties all the way to early sixties. Oh, okay. So we have a really wide range of women and they all come across the same challenges. How do I feel less anxious in the dating process? How do I create more dates without burning out? Sure. How do I attract higher quality matches instead of just going on random dates with random people from the internet? So (laughs) it's actually all of the same themes across the board for all of those ages, all different life situations. Some people haven't been dating for 10 years because they were married. And then they're like, what the hell is Bumble? Right. (laughs) What what happened while I was married? Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually really different for different people. And that's why I always teach principles, which is about when you meet someone new, how do you create a connection with them? That's both something sustainable, like the friendship and the deep connection, as well as the attraction and creating a container around it, which is the exclusivity and having it lead towards something more long-term, which is what my clients in particular are looking for. Got it. And are you, do you only take clients who are looking for more long-term like yeah. relationships? Yeah. So actually, no. Okay. Most women are looking for that. Mm-hmm. So that's like 99% of them. Sure. Um, But also I've had a client who was polyamorous who had just been divorced um, Mm -hmm. and she was really exploring herself dating and she was really enjoying the process of meeting people and having a lot of different experiences with people. So just guiding her and her confidence throughout that experience was kind of what we were working on together. Um, But yeah, most people, most women are looking for a relationship that come to me. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm curious, you're, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say I was in that group of like, you know, what the hell's Bumble because <laughs> I have been single, like as all the apps came out, but also so overwhelming on all of the dating apps. Right. And there's so many of them now, right. That yeah. it's hard to even know what is the best one or maybe mm-hmm. the most appropriate for where you're at in your life and what your goals are and what you're looking for. So what's your take on the apps? Like, do you have a favorite one? Do you need to like curate it for like, you know, your kind of life situation? Like yeah, help us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I personally love Bumble and Tinge and those okay. tend to be good with everybody okay. that I've worked with. However, it really varies from city to city and country to country. Oh, interesting. So I also have some clients in Europe or Australia and even South America. So it ranges depending on where you are and what's most popular there. Hmm, So for example, I used to live in Switzerland and I was on Tinder there and I met my ex-boyfriend there and it was a great relationship. Then I came to the States and I downloaded Tinder. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) So many shirtless. Danger, danger. Right. (laughs) So um, really trying it out for your city and seeing what works for you. Um, Some people find that Bumble doesn't work for them because it's too much time pressure. Yeah. yeah, It really depends on what works for you. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Bumble, it feels like, you know, the theory of it is kind of cool in that it flips the narrative on like whose turn it is or who kind of 
like approaches whom, Mm -hmm. but also it feels like a little bit more work for the women too, right? Okay. And so the other thing I kind of found interesting about your podcast is that you obviously have a lot of examples and like client stories or topic stories from those who you're working with, but also your own personal stories. So tell us a little bit about that and how you use that as part of your practice. Yes. So I'm actually mentoring one of my clients now to begin her own coaching business. Oh, cool. And one of the things that I told her is she's starting a podcast and she's really passionate about it. And I told her that in order to help people just share something that was useful for you, Mm -hmm. not something you read in a book or somebody else intelligent shared with you. Right. It has to be something that personally affected you and helped you in that moment that was painful for you or difficult for you to like learn from. Mm -hmm. And if it was helpful for you, it's a hundred percent helpful for other people as well. Right. So that's kind of the foundation of everything, even though I don't love to share like super personal (laughs) details on the podcast. I don't want everybody to be part of my dating life. (laughs) Um, And I also don't want like if I'm dating someone, I don't want them to think, oh my gosh, is this going to be on next? She's going to talk about it. Yeah, totally. That's fair. So, but I like to use my personal experiences and just that empathy to share what has been helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it It really is profound and impactful. I think just to know that, you know, someone else has been there. And, And so what brought you to Portland? We're sitting here in Portland, Oregon chatting today. How did you get from Switzerland to Portland? Yes. So I made a pit stop in California. Okay. Ditto. And then I was working for Dr. Aziz and he asked me to come on full time with him. And part of that vision was bringing me to Portland. Got it. And I was so excited because I had been here like 12 times for his live events and working here. So I loved it here and I knew I wanted to come immediately. Yeah. I was like sold. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. And are you still very happy with your decision? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is my like settle down place, which I have never felt before in my adult life. Okay. Well, that's very positive. And how about the dating scene here? I love it here. Yeah. I mean, my first two weeks here, I was single and I loved it. I met guys on the max. I met guys walking (laughs) around in the city. I met guys at dance classes. Um, So it's a little bit different now with the pandemic. Sure. But I loved meeting people here in person and there's so much to do and so much to try. So it's really awesome. A good spot for it in person. Yeah. Well, and speaking of the pandemic, we are still basically in it here in Portland. We are still waiting for everybody to be able to receive access to vaccines. Mm -hmm. So how did your practice change? Like when everybody was on lockdown, like, did you have to tweak things or, you know, develop new practices for like, you know, video dating? Like, Mm -hmm. what did that look like? Yes. So first of all, just from the business aspect, it was really tough at first Mm -hmm. because um, the business was just revving up. I was just about ready to go full-time and leave my job. Mm -hmm. And then the pandemic hit and I dropped like a lot of clientele because they were losing their jobs or they didn't know how to date and were just panicking or weren't sure about their job security. Yeah. And so I was so excited about my business taking off and then this happened and it was kind of a make or break moment of this is going to bring out the best in me or the worst in me. Right. <laughs> and I decided to keep going because I decided that 
love is a really powerful force. Yep. And we need human connection and we need love, even if we have to overcome major obstacles in order to create those connections. Mm-hmm. And so um, it did eventually turn around and then the business took off and I was able to go full time. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so it was really tough at that time. Just imagine being a dating coach. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is about people coming closer together. And then the government is like six feet apart at all times. Right. And don't see anybody else. And yeah. I can imagine because we own a co working space. Right. Yes. And so also it's like get close and mm. work next to people, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, actually, just kidding. You can't do that anymore. And it is, it really did flip ideas of, you know, connection and community and, you know, relationships like Mm -hmm. on its head. So, I mean, I can only imagine what it did for your business as well. Yeah. So there was definitely now from the dating aspect, um, socially distanced dates, Mm -hmm. video dates, Mm -hmm. um, that was really huge, especially just always keeping it in line with whatever your government was telling you to do and what was safe at the time. Sure. Um, So there was definitely an adjustment. And then usually I like the in-person approach to meeting people. Mm -hmm. Um, But then now, of course, there's more of an online dating heavy focus uh, approach. Yeah. And do you think there's going to be just this like massive rebound of like, you know, not only people kind of reassessing their life priorities during the pandemic and the Mm -hmm. shutdown and, and kind of being a lot more inward and at home, but also just because it's been pent up demand, like for a long time to go out on dates, like, what are you, are you seeing that starting to pick up now? Like, what are you kind of projecting for the future? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely surprised even in the winter and I mean, Portland winter isn't that bad, but I mean, I had clients on the East coast and they were like still all in for dating really? and like meeting people. So now that things are warming up and there's outdoor dining and you can go to the park again, I think that's going to be so, so good for dating. And I think a lot of people kind of come out of their shells again. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying too. And I think for those of us who are maybe a little bit on the fence about dating, you know, like, am I ready? Is it the right time? Now it really does feel like there's some added bonus of some kind to kind of get it together now rather than keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Before we wrap up and I ask you the question, I always ask everybody about how you make life work. I'm really curious, what has been your favorite date or is there like a certain date that you, you know, offer to your clients to like set up? Is there like some kind of go-to structure that you have found in your experience or with your clients? I love that question. There isn't, but I can tell you my favorite dates. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) So one that's just really quick is jet skiing. Oh, jet skiing once. And I thought that was amazing. It was so, so fun. fun. Yeah. Okay. I ended up in a relationship probably because of the jet skiing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and then one that's a little bit more bizarre, not necessarily that I would recommend it to other people. Um, <laughs> there was a situation where I met somebody online and he asked me to a drink. I showed up for the drink and he stood me up. And so I unmatched him. Sure. And then later I saw him on a different app and I wanted to match him just to see if he would have the nerve sure. <laughs> to match me. Yeah. And he did. And, and so <laughs> then I just sent him some exclamation marks. I'm like, what happened? 
And he was like, I'm so sorry. And he had this big excuse. And I was like, okay, well, the real question is, how are you going to make this up to me? And we were Good just having you. fun with it. Yeah. And he offered to meet me somewhere nearby where I live. And I said, let's just do a video date first. And then I organized for my best friend to come on the video date. <laughs> So good. (laughs) And so we surprised him on the video date, but it was all very playful. Like we weren't bullying him or anything. Right. And we had this whole script and it was just this like playful play acting that he was being like, we were questioning him. Right. And so we asked him all of these funny questions. You need to answer this round of questions. And then if you pass, we'll give you alone time with Amber. Which seems totally reasonable, given that he stood you up. (laughs) Yeah, and he was a really good sport, and it was really fun. And the questions were just really funny. They weren't really serious questions. Right. And um, it was very fun because my best friend was there, too. Sure. So he got to kind of see me at my most comfortable state. Yeah. And then he did, he was allowed to have have a alone time. (laughs) And then we went on dates after that, too. And? What happened? Well, then he had to travel for a while and I started dating somebody else and then we became exclusive. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a stepping stone. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We both had fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think that that is something that you kind of forget about. Like dating really sometimes feels like a chore or like a lot of work and you kind of forget the idea that it can be and should be fun, right? Like a fun use of your time to like meet others and... You know, it feels like there's a lot of just so much built up around it and invested in it. But, you know, is that something you work with your clients with on how to just like have fun? Yes, that's the number one thing. And I mean, it's a lot to dive into, but so many of the things we work on is how to preserve your energy. Yeah. Right. So how to weed people out so that you're not going on dates and giving your energy, especially if you have limitations, like being a mom and not having just all of this free time to spend with random people from the internet, Right. (laughs) how to set things in place so that you're able to preserve your energy and only give your energy where it's fun. Right. And that's like my guiding question is how can I make this fun for me? Right. (laughs) I'm going to bring my best friend on the date. Right. Totally. I like that. I think that's a great place to start. Wow. Well, thank you. Such great information. And so I'm really curious. I know you, you know, have structured your life in a way that you're able to have fun and do what you love and live in the city that you love. So what are your kind of go-to things to help make life work for you in, in the life that you've created? Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is I'm not a hustler. Okay. And I don't want to adopt (laughs) that mindset. (laughs) Yes. I know that was kind of a trendy thing, but I don't consider myself a hustler. I really care about sleeping and only doing work that is coming from an inspired place, not just like busy work to tell myself that I'm important. Yep. Um, So that's a really huge thing. And then because of that, it gives me a lot of space to work out. Like I just joined a CrossFit gym, um, crafting nights with my friends. So fun. (laughs) Right. Right. Which is fun for you. I would imagine. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a fun conversation and I may or may not be using many of the tips for my own life. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to learn more about your practice and your podcast. Sure. So the podcast is women's dating and confidence podcast. It's on 
Apple, Spotify, all the other places. Super highly recommended and reviewed. Great. And then they can also look me up on my website, which is just my first and last name.com, improvement.com. And on my website, on the homepage, there's also a free guide called copy and paste text for when you're, when he's pulling away or acting flaky. So it's kind of an intro to communication in those early stages of dating. Super helpful. Um, Yeah. So that's free if you need that. We all do. Yes. I think probably that's helpful for everybody when they're dating. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure having you on and I will keep you posted on my dating journey as well. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. The Make Life Work podcast is recorded on site at the Vita Coworking Community in Northeast Portland. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And for show notes and other resources from this week's episode, please visit vitacoworking.com slash podcast. Have a great week and thanks for listening.